0: golf podcast presented by golficity where we bring you the tips instruction and support you need to get the most out of your golf game and now your hosts frank and mike hey guys welcome back to the golf podcast this is episode number 354 the year is winding this down is the holiday
1: season it is right now
0: right in the holiday season and it also means that we're going to be doing, in just a week or two here, we're going to be doing our episode where we're going to recap 2020, and we're going to look forward to 2021 goals. Love it. the goals episode every year. Always enjoy that. And what a wild and weird year 2020 has been. But there's still been some really great and significant stuff that's come out of the year for us, so it's going to be fun to, to look back and recap all of that. Had to make a lot of changes. Some goals weren't made, some goals were, but
1: we'll definitely check it out.
0: Yeah, learned a lot. We mm-hmm. learned how, we learned, one thing we learned is how to adapt this year. That's it. Um, you know, there's a lot of, as you said, a lot of things got canceled, a lot of big plans that we had, um, but again, we found ways to do it, and I think we're, we're better, we're better for it, better content creators for it.
1: I think so. And and speaking of adapting, we've adapted well, and now we are closing in on 40,000 YouTube subscribers. 40, so. Guys, thank you so much. You know, to all of you who are subscribed to us on YouTube, it means a lot. We've put a lot of work into our YouTube channel this year. Yeah, and and that was that a personal goal. The of ours.
0: Forty thousand was kind of our number. Our that goal. was our
1: number. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had the goal to get up to forty thousand, and and here we are. So you know, hats off to us. You know, we we cranked it. You know, and and the, the YouTube is. I'm sorry, the podcast is on the YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, this is actually. I think it's the first full year that we started putting the podcast on the YouTube channel. You know, we would do it here and there. And same thing with Facebook and Facebook Watch. But a big thing for us this year was opening up this new space. Yes. And and part of why we wanted to do that was to have this legitimate podcasting booth, if you want to call it, that we our, can put the video yeah. component out there.
1: I think our first show of the year was in this booth. I don't even think the, the TV up here was. It might not have been.
0: Yeah. Because before that, we were doing them in, in your home office at your house. For about a year. Yeah. 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 So this it has been—it's been a big change. We went yeah. from Skype to my home office. So forty thousand, but I, I mean, you know, the number that's been ringing in our head is—is is we're really excited to eventually get to that one hundred thousand. Scaring me, man. Number. I'm telling you, I had a nightmare the other night. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>
1: I woke up. It was like one. I was. I remember the, the time. It was like one thirty seven a.m. And I just. It was like. I want to panic, but it was just like I couldn't go back to sleep because I was awakened by the idea of what are we going to do when we get to a hundred thousand? Because <laughs> we always like to wake I you know, up. In it's the crazy. These are the yeah. things that, that wake yeah. me up. There are other things that keep me up too, but those are whatever. Um, but. Uh, I was struggling with this, man, because we, it's funny, I went back and I was literally watching all of our old milestone videos on YouTube. At one thirty-seven in the morning? Yep. I watched the, the when we hit 5,000, I had a bow tie on. I don't know why. It was like 120 degrees heat and we're standing on, you know, West Hills Golf Course at a bow tie. And in that video, we talked about something epic was going to happen at 100,000. Yeah. You know, and then in the next ones, the next ones, we kept talking about 100. So I thought of a cool idea. There we go. Okay. This is my idea. Hit me. Right, you guys let us, let us know. Hit me. We partner up with all of our great sponsors, you know, Titleist and FootJoy, ShotScope, and uh, maybe reach out to some, some companies like Wheels Up or something like that. And just get them involved in it. <laughs> and if it includes audition tapes, then maybe even great. But if you submit something like, you know, why you think you are the Golficity YouTube channel's number one fan. Okay. Then maybe we get flown out there to wherever you are in, in the country. I don't know the world. We'll see. We'll see where we are. And we come and not only take you to play golf, but we get all the partners involved and get you a full setup of new clubs and a nice new gear and a power. The full-blown grand prize. That's pretty sick. I don't know if we'd be able to pull it off. This is just what I was talking about. These are just one of the ideas, and we're open to many ideas. They're probably guys. all
0: that, except we'd be flying coach, not wheels up. But hey, maybe. Hey, whatever it takes. Hey, I'm shooting for the stars here. But I, I like the idea of like the kind of because you and I love to give takes. back, I and mean, that's all
1: we do. I mean, we yeah. love it, and and I think it's...
0: Plus, we like to see, you know, we like to connect with the people on the other side of the camera. So being able to, like, see you guys and see what you're doing, you're yeah. always watching us. Uh, so that's I mean, it.
1: I want to make see. someone's world. Like, you know those HGTV commercials where, like, they move the bus, and like, we redid your whole house. Right, right, right. Like, I want to redo somebody's whole golf world. That's cool.
0: Move the bus. We redid your whole golf game. That's
1: it, man. Yeah. New clubs, new apparel. Playing a course, a bucket list course in your area that you've always wanted to play. Like, imagine you live just outside of Chicago and you've always wanted to play Medina. And we get Medina to get us to come out. And it's just one big massive vlog. Just sick. You know, just the epic 100,000. And then maybe we'll bring out our really cool YouTube. I think
0: the hardest part of that whole thing. if we get it. There you go. The hardest part would be actually judging it because there's just so many. We get them also in the DMs, too. There are so many cool stories from a lot of you guys out there some of them that just like maybe put it to a vote they like That's define like why we do what we do i mean we've seen some stories of people oh who God. are incredible like recovery stories and and every time i mean war about war veterans warming and- like geez i think the hardest part would be just picking one you know? it would be very, it very to be, this to turn this into a tour yeah the summer 22 2022 tour <laughs> we would go bankrupt yeah but it'd be fun. Right. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. But so yeah. that's what I had. Hey, otherwise, guys, if you got ideas for us, we love to hear them. Post Open them to in ideas. the comments. Always. What should we do when we hit a hundred thousand? We still got a little bit of a ways to go, but it's been a uh, it's been a very fun, steady climb on the way there. What did we start this year off with? On, Just on under twenty
1: five thousand. So we added about fifteen, a little more than fifteen. I think we added like sixteen or 17,000. Sixteen
0: or seventeen thousand subscribers. So you on know, a percentage basis, you, not too
1: shabby. No, Brent? it's not bad at all. And if you're <laughs> if
0: you're one of those newer subscribers, thank you for signing on. If you're one of the uh, the OG guys, we, yeah, appreciate, we appreciate you it. sticking it out for for so long. And we are committed to continuing to bring the highest and best level of content that we can for you guys. We, we're we're not going to take our foot off the pedal. And uh, hopefully, if we do get to that hundred thousand subscriber point, it's because we've really earned it. You know what I mean? Like we we do, we're going to work hard to constantly bring some fun stuff and we're already lining up some great stuff for 2021. And uh, man, as soon as, this uh, pandemic is over. We're gonna really take our, our foot off the brakes and go. That's it, man.
1: Vaccine as we walk on the plane. That's, that's it. Right. That's
0: what I told. I told someone the other day. I'm gonna live on an airplane. There are so many great places that are are we're ready to do, and we've got the plans are in the works, you know, both domestically and abroad. Um, and that's just the other thing. Like we've honed in on these these video skills so much in 2020,
1: so much different than the yeah. Scotland trip. New tricks and techniques, and editing uh, equipment and resources, software resources. Everything. You know, so. You know, I only feel the game
0: is going to get stepped up even more. That's why I'm even more excited. Super, super excited for it. That's for sure. All right, um, let's do a uh, quick word from our sponsor. Yeah, Um, speaking of which, you know, the sponsors are the ones who are huge supporters, obviously, of of what we do, and are a big reason why we get to continue to do this. So we we appreciate and thank them each and every week. Uh, And of course, we want to thank Titleist guys. It's the holidays. We talked about it before. There's probably only a couple days left as of when this comes out. Mm -hmm. You're one of those last minute gift giving guys guys. Well, we've got the idea for you. Give the gift of Titleist. Go out there. Buy that golfer in your life a brand new dozen Pro V1 Pro V1X AVX. Not only is it easy, it's also you know it's going to be a good one exactly. And the fact you
1: could personalize it and all that good stuff.
0: Right, right. If you if you think of this far enough in advance, you can get the personalization and you really have fun with it. But if not, even if you're that Christmas Eve shopper and you just run out and grab it, grab a dozen, uh, you're going to make them happy. I mean, what golfer isn't happy when you tear into that box and you see a fresh dozen pro v1 pro v1 x or avx and you're not going to go wrong with any one of them they're all premium performance golf balls uh and if you're you know i mean you've seen some of the videos that we've done done as far as the differences between the two if you educate yourself and you know or maybe you can kind of slyly find out what your uh the, the person you're gonna be your gift target what their uh preferred yep. ball is maybe yep. find out and then get it in advance but no matter what you're not going to have to worry about sizes styles you don't have to worry about them not liking it everybody loves it no when one's going to return it no that's one's for ever sure return so it. give the titles Pro V1 Pro V1X or AVX Golf Ball the number one gift in golf, and like I said, if you're thinking of this soon enough, advance, get creative. We, I've seen some great stamping. Great stamps. You can get Any your numbers. favorite, yeah, whatever their favorite number is mm-hmm. on there. So you're going to put a smile on that golfer's face. I know I would be happy if under the Christmas tree was just a bunch Straight of Straight up buns. probies, yeah. Right, right. I know I, know I need them. <laughs> That's, we're going to be playing a lot of great. courses with water this year, so mm-hmm. uh, we can always use as many as you can get. Um, but all right, let's dive into this week's Twitter tap, and, and if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you do so at Golficity, so you can be part of the conversation each week. Uh, and we like to throw some hypotheticals out there. And just talking, we've talked about some of the favorite courses you might want to play. Uh, we've talked about some rule changes you'd like to see. But this week, we said if you could get one golf lesson from a premier top instructor, who would you choose and why? And of course, as we always do, we got a lot of great responses. And um, you know, it, it is kind of wild if you think about how bucket list and, and hard it can be for these top premier instructors. We, you and I were fortunate enough just back in January, we were there when they opened the Ledbetter Academy in, in Orlando. We got to right. see uh, mm. David Ledbetter there. We've had him here on the show before, but we did not get a chance to get a lesson with him. No. And we asked, and I think they said it was something like $1,000 an hour for a lesson with Hit, with Hank Haney. With uh, Ledbetter. Uh, Ledbetter, yes. sorry. Abso- yeah. yeah, I'm sure Haney's the same. Haney's the same. But <laughs> yeah. if, if you can even get to these guys, right, i right. sure like we want to the top names like Foley. Yeah. You know, there's just guys like, which who you Remember ran to on the them. bus. Yeah. <laughs> on the t- <laughs> I
1: did some of the tour bus to so be fixed by Swig. I think he just laughed at it. <laughs> he me. just laughed. Right. <laughs> but, uh,
0: but yeah, a thousand bucks an hour. And I'm sure there are people who pay it. I am sure there are. Um, so it, it is, you know, it's, it's wild that you, we even have the ability to access, you know, ability, you know, in quotes, yep. I mean, cause there's a huge financial burden to do so. But, the fact that you can be coached by the same people who are coaching the to- the top players in the world that's interesting to me yeah i mean I, I, don't, I don't see that in other places you you can't go get like a driving lesson from i don't know who's a who's a nascar drive like Instructor, (laughs) Bert Sampson. I'm making up names now. Yeah, that's a good made-up name. That's that's believable. Ten-time winner of the no, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like I'm not going to go get a a, you know I'm not going to go to the batting cages and get a lesson from Willie Randolph. Right, right. So, but the fact that you can get lessons from these guys is is interesting. Going back, Willie, Willie. Um, so let's, just, let's take a look. Before this thing go, totally goes off the wheel, yeah. so let's, let's take a look at some of these here. And you know what's funny? A name that we see coming up is somebody that we have had the incredible benefit of working with, which is Kevin Sprecher. Uh, Keith says, Kevin Sprecher, love his videos with you guys and others. Um, Kevin, because you know what? Kevin, not only is he incredibly good instructor, and by good, I mean that he sees it very quickly. he's just he's been around the game for so long he's so adept at it he sees what you need to work on but he's just one of those guys who has a very clear and concise way of explaining it yeah i think sometimes some guys they they have a a real adeptness at being able to see what's wrong but there's the communication style being able to convey it in a way that a golfer who's not of their level can understand yeah us as amateur golfers need to be spoken to differently than a a, another pro pro teaching pro they've already got the foundation of understanding sometimes with us we won't know all the things that go into what's going wrong and need it distilled down and simplified and and i think kevin is one of the best in the game at that definitely, definitely. and he is somebody that is available to give lessons you can go to kevensprecher.com if you're anywhere near westchester new york he's a, he's out of sleepy hollow and he does give lessons through the winter he does he doesn't he has he does. a great he's so, indoor facility he's there. so
1: Smart with equipment and it goes such a long Way with your golf game because he's just able to find You know every little bit That's
0: wrong and if you're hitting the ball right And your swing is okay then maybe your equipment's Off let's go there here's a here's a perfect Example of that all right which still Wows me to this day you Got fit for him for your iron so did I we recently went to the uh, that Connecticut Golf Academy. Yes. And the highest level of technology there is available, the gear system, which is where it looks like you're going into a video game. They put these dots all over you, and there's this like eight camera array that captures every single one of your motions and you're also on a force plate the swing cat and you've got the uh foresight uh on the club you know measuring the club is going through so all told it's about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of technology that you're on right and it's measuring everything right so they put you on it and they said whoever fits you for this head shaft combination Did the right thing. There's no real other recommendations we can do here. Exactly. And that just proves that Kevin knows what he's doing. Bingo. Yeah. And you'll see that video will be out really shortly Mm -hmm. as well. You can kind of go through that. But All right. Let's look at some of our favorite answers here. Uh, Clay says Hank Haney, um, who I mentioned. It's great. Uh, And a big one that's going to come up here a lot is Claude Harmon. Claude Harmon's coming up. Because
1: it's DJ and Brooks.
0: Yes, and, and I mean, when you start to get to that level where you're teaching the best on tour, plus Claude uh, is working with a lot of the guys who worked with Butch, Butch Harmon, another one. Did Butch just pack it in? Uh, I don't know I mean, if he's he ever older. fully packed He in. probably shows up to
1: like majors and hangs out with. The yeah, guys.
0: he's starting. To, we're starting to see Butch really kind of wind down and and not be doing as intense a lesson struck you know schedule. Uh, I think he still does work with like guys like Ricky Fowler, you know, here yep. and there, but it's not as as consistent a basis. But I've always liked the teaching of of um, of uh, uh, Harmon, and now you see him pass it down a lot of what he's doing with Claude. But Claude brings his own stuff to the table as well, which is why it's a good one. Um, George Gankus is someone I see him up here a lot. Uh, I was going to mention that. I almost wonder pack. if Gankus would be my pick.
1: I think me. I mean, I just think with my swing speed, I think he might be the guy that I would want to work with. Yeah. Because the way he works with guys and how to get their hips through,
0: even that Matthew Wolf, you know, I'm doing it now. The, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Somebody here mentioned uh, Pat says, I want some of that George Gankus speed. There it is. I, I also like Gankus because I like his, like, teaching style. He's, like, he's, yeah, he he's seems fun. Cool. He's a related. Cool you know what I mean? With, like, yeah. he's got that energy. Why don't we get um, him on the show? We should get him all right, on the we gotta show. We got to bring him on the show. We got to work. A- I would really like to do a video with him at some point and do, like, a lesson video with him.
1: I'd love to do the stuff that he does. He puts, like, those little pad boxes on people yeah. and like puts the alignment sticks like in them and stuff like it's wild this. i
0: love that visual feedback for sure stuff. um uh, gary here says twitter uh, he says uh kevin sprecker for sure fitted me last month and the experience was awesome uh he could help me get my golf game where it should be for sure, yeah, um, sure. we met gary at c strict to the meetup
1: nice to meet you gary oh thanks, awesome thanks for coming yes out.
0: and then alec Cruz says Dustin Johnson dude has been putting us on low numbers over the years uh yeah and I wonder there, there's one like some of these guys you always wonder if they will convert to doing some teaching for I always feel like they're, they're just two separate skill sets like performing and teaching
1: I think so you know why just,
0: are not the coaches on tour right I think there's a certain aspect and I think a large part of it is being able to see and communicate I think like some of the highest performing golfers know what they need to do they'll get a little bit of feedback from a coach but know what they need to do with their body but when but when it comes to coaching I think it's being able that the real skill comes in realizing that every swing is different and instead of trying to like let's say you're Dustin Johnson trying to I'm trying to try to teach you my swing I'm gonna teach you the DJ swing it's more so saying like let me see what you got and I'm gonna to work with that yeah. rather than trying to change it too much. And I think that's what the greatest teachers do. They, they pull the best out of that golfer without making them someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think when you see some of these guys who are tour pros, they've, they've spent so many years, that's their path. Their path is is becoming the best they can. And, and their, their career and their earnings are, are part of what they can do versus trying to make others better. Because it's a different skill set, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Um, Someone said, uh, who was Mario, said Phil Mickelson is looking like a premier golf instructor. He can no, easily charge 500 an hour.
0: That I would agree with. I would agree with if there's anybody on tour who I feel like can help, broadly help mm. other golfers, it's Phil.
1: So let me throw this at you, because I think this could be our next Twitter tap-in or down the road. Maybe pose it like this. Hypothetically, if yeah. Phil Mickelson opened up his coaching schedule book, and that was <laughs> wide open for right. you. At what Phil needs five hundred bucks. Right. At right. what price point would you then turn away for an hour lesson with Phil? That's the question I want to put out. I want to see what people be like, "Well, you know what? Twenty five hundred bucks is a lot of money, but I would spend it to have an hour with Phil
0: to go over short game
1: and maybe off the tee."
0: Yeah. If for <laughs> no other reason, even if you only get marginally better, talk about being able to talk at I guess parties. The experience. No. How about this? You, when you do hit a good shot, when you're out there with be like, yeah, Phil taught me that. Exactly. Right. That's just to it. be able to say Phil taught That's me that That's what you're buying It's worth the weight and gold That's what you're buying But yeah I mean We're starting to see Phil Like where he's doing These like instructional things On his like Instagram and stuff And it's just You do learn from it Yeah, yeah. You do learn from it And because and Phil has a, Such an analytical way Of breaking it down I remember even just seeing On regular TV We're seeing he was Talking about how he hit the golf ball off the cart path a couple of years ago. And he breaks it down. It's like, Oh, it's simple. I just put all these, I think if, if Phil's Achilles heel to teaching would be that it's so obvious to him yeah. that he sometimes will his talk and you make your own head spin because it's like yeah. advanced level. It's I like, it's laughing like laughing Bryson Shambo teaching you physics. You right. know what I'm saying? You're just mm. like pump the brakes, dude. Exactly. I, I got to figure this out. Yep, That's a big one. Um, I, I see a couple mentions of, uh, the me, and my golf. me and my golf uh billy Foster says, me and my golf from, uh, definitely le- yeah i got it and and those guys too they, they are such great instructors in that same way that we were saying with with kevin is that they see the problem quickly it becomes very obvious to them but then they really take the time to explain it in a way that can make it obvious to you mm-hmm. and that's a big difference and 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 i just I, I've been watching their videos for as long as I can remember. I remember we started watching some of their videos when we were starting Golficity eight years ago. Right. Right? Uh, but, and they, they have a great way of explaining it to a broad audience then. But it's a different experience when you're one-on-one. And I remember YouTube Golf Day, I said I was nervous going into it. I was talking to Andy the night before at dinner, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous because I'm struggling with chipping. I've got no confidence. He goes, we'll get you sorted. Get you sorted. He's like, meet me me in the lobby tomorrow morning and we'll get you sorted. Mm -hmm. And we went down there and he just very methodically kind of observed what I was doing. He recorded it a little bit on his phone so he could show me back to what I was doing. And he made a couple of adjustments and it was an instant translation.
1: It was cold, it was rainy.
0: But yeah. he was there. But he was there. And it's I still dude. use the tips that he showed me that day. And I was fortunate enough to video recording it so we can do the video yep. so I can go back to it. That's so I true. would say whoever you get your lesson from, I don't care what level it is, record it or try in some way to record it. you know, Or even ask the coach, is he comfortable with you just having a camera running? Because I think the greatest asset I've ever had for any of my lessons, whether it be Kevin Sprecker or anybody – is being able to, as time goes by, and I need that refresher, being able to press the play button and rewatch it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great it really have. does help. Um, and other, other ones that come in here, a lot of Butch Harmon and, and those types of guys. Who was? Who did we say is um, is coach? Uh, Cameron McCormick. McCormick, right? Right. Yep. Yeah, he's another guy who's 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 he's another guy. Very there. good. Sure. A lot of premier names. We said Foley, so there's, right. there's a lot of great ones out there. But thank you, everybody who weighed in. Um, the funny responses are great, and and, and and again, a lot of common themes here, but hey, if nothing else, as golfers, we it's just like those bucket list course, like playing Augusta, we can always dream. We can dream can about getting dream, a lesson man. from Phil and and kind of think about what it would be like. Right. Um, all right, Mike, let's do a word from our sponsors, Then I want to talk about putting grip tension. I
1: do. I want to do a word from the sponsor, but I want to ask you a quick question. Yeah, yeah, hit me. I'll put you on the spot. I'm
0: going to take a sip of coffee before this I'm one. I'm going to put out. you on Come a big on. spot
1: here. You, uh, I think, uh-oh. We lost you? Where are you going? I'm here. I just, uh, you know, my headphones fall out sometimes <laughs> just because I kicked them out. So the question I want to ask you, I was thinking about this the other day. You you and I have played a lot of golf this year, and you have went back and, and edited a ton of our footage. Yeah. So you've seen it again, and again, yeah. you've relived
0: it. I've been behind a computer more than yeah. I've been on a tee box this year. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So I challenge you guys to do this with your, your golf buddy, your golf partner, whatever. If there's one area of my game that you could steal and put it into your own game, mm-hmm. what would it be? And I'll go first to give you a chance to think about it. I was thinking about this the other day.
0: Steal out with this. I uh, Let's double it down. Or One thing you could steal and one thing you would fix. Ooh. If you could ma- wave a magic wand and fix it.
1: Of your own game?
0: Oh, no, of the other person's game. Oh, wow. One thing you would steal from the other guy's game and one thing you would fix I from love the other it. guy's game. I love it. Go ahead. Hit so me my
1: there. steal is, uh, looking back at all this footage, you know, I was editing Ramsey last night. I'm just watching. It's just like your tempo. Yeah, tempo is something like I'm swinging so fast. And then in the next clip, I see you take a swing and it looks like it's 20 miles per hour slower, even though it's not right. Just your tempo is so much smoother. And I said, if I could just
0: steal that part and put it into my game, that's what I would steal from Frank. There you go. All right. So what I would steal from you is how ridiculously deadly you are from 50 yards. out. Oh, yeah. My (laughs) God. I mean, the thing is, even like when we are playing like these kind of like just fun, loose competitions, I could put a ball in the fairway. You could be out in the woods, you know, with your drive, right. and then I could put my my second shot, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm two shots, and I'm like, just off of the green. You've now had to punch out, right, mm-hmm. and now you're 50 yards out with your third shot, and I know this hole is far from over yeah. because on that hole, on that shot, inevitably you're gonna put it three to five feet yeah. from the hole, yeah. and you're gonna put put it in for par. That's and I'm gonna be like, now I gotta chip this close and putt it for par. <laughs> exactly. Like, so I, and I've seen that so many times, time and time again, that I would steal that. There you go. And then what I would change go. if I changed anything, and that's what I try to do as <laughs> I, not being a golf coach and not trying to inflict my my whatever while we're out there. Is every once in a while you hear me say just kind of slow it down, because that is there the thing. Go. Sometimes you will go out there and have this great tempo. And you'll just, you'll hit a... you know First hole, mainly. Yeah, and it'll just be perfect drive and stuff like that. And when I notice that your tempo gets off, it's actually as a reaction to good. As you start to, like, smash the ball and you have put a couple good drives together, the confidence goes up to where then you just try to, like, rip the cover off of it. Yeah. And when you try yeah. to rip the cover off of it, then something goes wrong. So then the way that it gets fixed is by you slowing it back down. Love it. So whatever breaks you could put in there mentally maybe it's in your your pre-shot routine where you just trust that that ball is going to go far enough with your regular swing and you don't need to do the like chiropractic special here. yeah you know what i'm saying because yeah. that's when i notice is it's like when it. i feel like as you play better the chances of you making a mistake seem to go up right because confidence is a great right. thing to have out there big time but it's just like you're like well if i can hit it 300 then why can't yeah, i hit it 310 310 Right. Why can't I hit a three twenty? And I, I mean, that's that's a good thing. And everything goes out the window. Right. Oh yeah. But on the same. That's good advice. Right. That's where because because we learned this when we were down at Baltistral. That was that great lesson. Was as you start to swing harder, that's what causes you to come over the top.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Things change in my in my brain as as all of us do as as the game goes on throughout the round. I would love to bring like a psychologist, someone out there with me. This would be a cool experiment. To keep me calm throughout somehow, so I can maintain that same calmness that i always have on the first tee
0: yeah see what's so interesting to me is that the calmness often with golfers calmness goes out the window when they start playing bad they freak out yeah right and then but it's not that way with you like your calmness is like when you get too amped up (laughs) yeah Yeah. you know what i mean like if you're playing too well you tend to then start to over swing off yep but it doesn't work that way with your short game. When you're confident in your short game, you're confident in your short that's game. It. So that's what I would that's wonder. Okay. It's like what it is, it's something with distance and ripping the cover off the ball. I think so. Oh. it's interesting well with
1: you what i would do is easily just change your personality i can't stand it Whole that can't be out there with no <laughs> for me i think i would want to put like some type of a massive bungee rubber band in your hips and some and wake your hips up around the 10th hole because they fall asleep yeah and that's when you tend to leave things open and i wish i could just like
0: rip your hips that's the swing. what we need a big turning device so you, you know to turn. so if or i can we'll get just you to play fix... nine holes forever that's it that's <laughs> it easy enough
1: <laughs> see how we solve the problems here <sighs>
0: It is. It's so true. Like I, I've been struggling with that. Like towards the late in the round, I don't know if it's something that I need to address from a standpoint of like, f- like health and physio. Like if there's something I need to do I with mean, like whatever. But I start to the hips and stuff, and I have that back problems. But whatever, the hips and stuff get tired. It seems. Yeah. And
1: I stop rotating. Well, I'm sure if you ever went out and played around without filming it, you would make it well, through that 18. No. Makes no problem. it easier. No problem. It
0: does make it easier. Those but that's why you know what you I fatigue. like walking. Because when we can walk, r- rather than r- riding a cart, I find that the just the walking motion keeps me limber. Yeah, keeps you loose. The body, we've heard it said it here before on the podcast, the body's meant to move. I think Scott Stalling said it just a couple weeks ago. He said the body's meant to move. Yep. You know, when you don't move, that's what happens. Yeah. All All
1: right, I just right. wanted to throw, you, throw that at you. I like that one. That's a fun segment. We you know, every now and then. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's do a quick word. Uh, big thanks to Shot Scope. is brought to you by Shot Scope, all in one GPS and stat tracking watch. Um, guys, big thanks to Shot Scope, by the way, for sponsoring the show all year. Looking forward to doing a lot more with those guys next year. Stay tuned. We're gonna be doing some fun stuff, and hopefully, hopefully, getting back to Scotland. If not in twenty twenty one, but twenty twenty two for the Open. Yeah. And some more great. So that's another Scottish goal of golf. Hour. Yeah, that's another yeah. goal. That'd be cool. I, I wanted to bring my my wife in, and and get the kids over there too, because it's just like a really cool golf
0: community right you know it's great and they can see where Scotland came from you <laughs> can see where Scotland my, the little
1: doll that I bought her that she doll. sleeps with every night yeah. I could take her back uh, so great I could talk about Scotland forever but i go ahead I, I digress so um, what's so great about the watch guys it, t- it's, it's an Apple watch size laser like GPS watch you don't even know it's on your wrist you know you could throw that whole thing out the window about wearing a watch you don't even notice it it's small it's sleek they improve the design there's cool colors uh, the band is is um, more durable the accuracy is, is it's way more you know precise they're constantly doing firmware updates to make sure that the product is the best. There is no subscription fees. The watch with stat tracking is 219 bucks. You pay that one time and that's it. And the uh, G3, which is the watch without stat tracking, it's just laser-like GPS, $179.99. So guys, check it out, shotscope.com slash golficity. Get in the game, get yourself one. Lastly, want to thank FootJoy. Guys, the number one outerwear brand in golf, committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible by making every day Playable, the new Hydro Series line of rain jackets includes several options that provide the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up this fall and winter. I want to see some winter rounds out there, guys. You know, we're going to be it. doing it. We're going to be doing it. So yeah. whether it's the Hydro Light, the perfect lightweight summer rain jacket for golf in, say, Florida or Arizona, or the Hydro Knit, which I don't think we've tested yet or checked that uh, that one yet, but that protects uh, like a rain jacket but feels like a mid-layer for places like California or the Carolinas. Uh, Foot Joy has the rain jacket protection to keep you dry wherever you are. Yeah. Um what else? They got the new FootJoy. I'm sorry, the new FootJoy performance lineup this year with the all new Hydro Tour, which we love, designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. So play golf, more golf this year, and get the gear you need to play in any condition. Visit FootJoy.com/slash/medp for Make Every Day Playable.
0: Yeah, and that's another. great... We talked about gift ideas before. That's another great one. I know sizing and stuff that comes in, but you can go on FootJoy's website and you can get a, a gift card. Yeah, that's uh, another great gift yeah definitely you know for sure um all right let's talk about putting grip tension and we're going to talk about it as its own kind of thing um in so much as that how tight or loose you hold the golf club is a a common topic among golfers uh but it's it's talked about through the bag a lot but not necessarily down to the putter we don't talk about our putting grip tension. In fact, it never even really came into my mind. I thought about other things um, like keeping most of the body still and the pendulum motion and all those things I thought about. But I just wasn't thinking about putting grip tension until, funny enough, you know, we were talking about Kevin Sprecker earlier. It was two years ago when we did a playing lesson with Kevin and he's just watching me putt. And he asked me, Frank, how um, how tight are you holding that that putter? And I was like. At first I thought, oh, it's a trick question. He's trying, he's trying to stump me. Maybe, maybe he's seen that I've been gripping it too tight. Right. Mm -hmm. And I go, I try to hold it pretty loose. And he goes, no, no, you're holding it too loose. And I was like, interesting. Yeah. Cause I'm always thinking like the, the idea of being like holding it, you know, gripping the club as loosely as possible. Like you're holding a bird in your hand type of thing. Yep. But there is like anything, there's going to be a point of going too far. And that's what I was doing. And it was seriously messing with my pace control because I was just gripping it too loose in this kind of half-minded you know, approach to saying, I've got to grip it loose, but not really having a structure to that. Right. So what we're going to talk about here is how to give some structure to and find the right tension, and then how to realize when you're deviating from that tension, because Things change out on the golf course, whether it be the scenario, i.e. pressure, or the weather. Uh, it could be cold. You know, We talk about cold weather and mm. starting to have a little trouble feeling your hands. Uh, it could be wet. There's a lot of different things that can, that can go in that can cause you to change that, that putting grip. This is another topic, though, that I like because it's something that you can work on at home a lot of you i know listening are like us you're not playing golf for a living so you don't have hours to dedicate to it out on the you know practice putting green and things like that but the good thing is you can have your putter in your house work on it on the carpet and just be working on you know, that, that tension, uh, Mm -hmm. you can get yourself a little mat. I love the putt out mat because it's really small. It's, and it, it's just the right amount of mat that you need, but it also rolls very true, but there's a lot of good ones. We're fortunate enough to have a really big putting surface here in the office that we can work with, but it does matter. And it's something that you can work on. So the question is like, why, why does putting grip pressure matter so much? And and the idea is when you hold that putter grip lightly, and again, the the common problem, the most common problem is going to be that you're holding it too tight. Right. Not that you're necessarily holding it too loose like I was, but I want you to be aware of it because there are people out there who could be struggling from the same thing I was and be holding that, that putter too loose. And we'll talk about in a second how to differentiate and find if you are, but- one big, I'd say like the, the 70, 80% of the spectrum of of the issue is h- holding it too tight. And what happens when you do that is that by holding it too tight, you're really just limiting your ability to have good distance control. That's when you start to see people like kind of like, you know, kind of like looking like it's like a s- smacking s- motion, stab like at stabbing it, yeah. at it, smacking at it. You're just not that that it's not quite like. In other clubs there where they need to release and turn over through the ball but the club face still does even with a putter it does still open up a bit and close a little bit Mm -hmm. and unless your grip is is loose enough to allow that free flowing motion you're going to have problems with like rigidity and possibly that club face not being square as it needs to be so you really want to make sure that you You've got it loose enough. Mm-hmm. So, so Mike, how, how much? I mean, how much attention do you give? Because you're, I consider you a good putter. Yep. In fact, talk about video editing, I was editing together that video at the Connecticut golf school with some of the trickiest little greens out there. Oh yeah, I were, was on that. You day. were odd yeah i don't know what was it really
1: uphill right putts uh but yeah no i mean i i put a lot of work into the putting as far as feel that's it's the same feel with my putter it is with that 60 degree that i that's so money yeah you know i just a lot of confidence a lot of confidence hold it like i'm I'm holding that baby bird and uh, i just work on that putting stroke and then the further i get back uh the further i back up from the hole going mid irons to driver is when i grip too tight so i have no issue on the green on the green, gotcha. Yeah,
0: yeah. So if anything, there's, the tension is when tensions you're,
1: when I'm cavemaning it back there. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha.
0: Um. So here's the thing. This you got to have a way to apply a little bit of a a baseline to this, and and a good way to do it is to work with the extremes, right? So I I kind of like this idea in anything when you're learning golf. It's actually it's it's a really cool thing we learned uh, from Zach Radford who if you guys aren't already checking out his YouTube channel or his Instagram, Zach, he's an incredible golfer who puts on a show with the, yeah. the the shots that he can hit. And I asked him, I said, Zach, like how did you learn to shape the ball the way you did? Because, I mean, not only is it come in handy being able to shape the ball, but he can like like circus tricks shape it. Circus it's tricks. what he can do is crazy. And I'm like, well, how did you learn that? And I thought maybe it was like, you know, learning and applying tech like specific techniques, but it wasn't. He just what he did was he said when he was a young golfer, he went to the range and just thought like, what can I try to do? He would try to test himself Mm -hmm. without putting too much thought into it, be like, can I bend it like around this tree (laughs) or can I bend it this way? Right. And he would just try to hit these shots you would probably rarely, if ever, have to hit on the golf course. But just by knowing his limits and taking it to the extremes, he was able to find the center from that. Mm -hmm. So that's something you can do in other areas of the game too. And this is a great kind of way you can do that with putting. So simply go out to the putting surface, pick about a 10 foot putt somewhere, you know, relatively flat. You don't want to have too much in this because you're working on your grip. You're not working on your read or anything like that. Just pick a nice flat 10 foot putt and start with your normal grip pressure and hit one or two putts from a, a set location. So drop a tee in the ground 10 feet out and do that the next putt start to relax your your grip pressure just a little bit and then and then hit the ball and then k- repeat that so keep relaxing keep relaxing loosening 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 that putter grip and continue that process until your grip is so light that you really can't maintain control again we're looking for those extremes like where where is the breaking point And at that point, you'll realize you've gone too far. But there's going to be a lot of points in between where you started and where you end up. And you can start to realize how much looser you can hold that club and still not only maintain control, but possibly even have a little bit better control. Because what we're doing is if you're too tense, we're trying to back you off of that. Right but by showing you the limitation like take it all the way to its extreme where like that club is barely in your hands and then you start to realize what it feels like you got to give the the mind you gotta let the body talk to the mind and show it hey this is too far yeah and then you'll know that's the limitation like, don't go that far but I have this range that I can work in and the the really the point of that process is just to teach yourself what it feels like. To have a light grip pressure by forcing your way into a light grip pressure during that stroke. And then somewhere along that spectrum, you're going to find where that grip pressure really works best for your stroke. Where you feel like you're most confident, where you're most accurate, where the club is working the way it needs to work. And you will find it by going to those limits. Yeah, and I guess you
1: could just test it by holding it differently, trying a bunch of shots. That's just but like it. anything else with this, you just got to be consistent.
0: You got it. Once you find that spot. But this is the, that... Finding experimental process And you can go the other direction too Start gripping it too tight mm-hmm. To feel like What does it feel mm-hmm. like When I'm too tight Like do an extreme And then what happens To your entire swing I could just tell As I just start to grip My my, my hands I am not even holding a club As I go tighter and tighter I can start to feel it In my shoulders And getting Even into my neck And now all that stuff Is not moving Neck can lead to a pull For example Right maybe. exactly You have to have, be able to free flow mm. Up in here and, and move those shoulders Nice and fluidly Through it yep. And as you grip really tight The fluid goes away so you can kind of find those extremes but what once you find that that's kind of like this, this the first step in the process after that it really comes down to consistent practice get to that point and then practice with that putting grip tension regularly enough that it becomes the new norm for you and To the point where you're comfortable enough in it that you are aware of when you get away from it. And the reason I say that is because what will happen inevitably is there are outside factors that will cause you to change your approach. And one of those biggest things is pressure. Mm -hmm. It is so subconscious what pressure and stress does to the body that a lot of us don't even realize we're doing it i mean if we're really stressed sometimes we don't realize we're walking around with our shoulders just up a little bit right and then 12 hours later we're like why does my back hurt Mm -hmm. it's like because you've been like this all day right or your teeth are like mildly clenched or something Mm -hmm. like that the same thing happens out there in golf and as you're playing and maybe it might be your club championship it might just be you're playing for a little bit of money. like What was it? Lee Trevino says, like pressure is playing for $5 a hole with $3 in your pocket. Yeah, there you go. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in some way or another, all golfers have experienced that or it could just be setting your own personal best kind of low round or whatever it may be. Um, as you approach those things, the pressure is going to become on and so that's where being aware in your mind that, hey, this is a pressure scenario. I better check in with my body. Chances are, if you check in And you've done that little experiment where you know what different putter grip tensions feel like, you can reference back and be like, hey, I I noticed I'm holding that club a little tight. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It really is. And that's what will do it. But loose is another thing, too. Like, if you go back to that example I used... I was starting to have a lot of pace issues where sometimes I'd leave it way short, sometimes long, and a lot of that was because I was holding the the club just too loosely Mm -hmm. where now there was starting to be a wrist motion, which is something you don't want in putting. You want that putting stroke to be controlled by the pendulum motion of the shoulders. And where Kevin noticed it for me was that I was varying it with a little bit of wrist action too. So now when you have shoulders moving and wrists moving, unless they're they're matched perfectly, that's that inconsistency that comes into play. So by... Firming up my grip just a bit, it kind of helped lock my my wrists in. He even taught me a technique of kind of like a little bit of a forward press to help lock my wrists in and just control with my shoulder. So it's just one variable that I'm controlling for speed. Interesting. Yeah. But that's one thing. If you if you have too loose of a grip, look for that. Are your wrists starting to bend a little bit too much? Okay. I'm processing this in my head.
1: So now you're going to make me think about my wrists because I never even thought about the wrist moving hinging a little bit that's right what it
0: is yeah but think about it if you're putting with both your if, if, if what's applying the force to the ball is both the wrist movement and a shoulder movement there are extra variables yeah. there so take one so out. Y- you're really relying on both the timing and, and the the pressure of both whereas if you take out those wrists and those are just rigid that's what i do with the forward press and you're just moving your shoulders you can kind of get a a, a better solid foundation to to do your pace control love it Mm -hmm. yeah so again you put make sure you put the time in no matter what no matter how much practice time you put in no it's going to happen you're a human being that that pressure is going to change it's going to change largely in those pressure type of situations so a good thing to do is make sure we've talked about pre-shot routine pre-shot routine on your putting as well and a part of that pre-shot routine can be to a take a deep breath, take a mental kind of checklist of like just recognizing that it's a little bit more pressure, uh, and realizing what that might do to the body. Take a deep breath. That'll naturally loosen up some of the muscles and then just check in on your grip pressure and see if you can get it to where you've got it in your practice sessions. That can be an important one. Um, but enact that pre-shot routine A good pre-shot routine. will keep that grip pressure in check. It'll help you get back to where, where you want to be. And, um, again no matter what a smart pre-shower routine is is so important oh yeah so important Mm -hmm. um but remember you know it's the simple things that kind of matter the most um and it's it just grip pressure. It's just another example of how those simple kind of basic fundamentals in golf can take you a long way. You know, we all want to learn like the latest like kind of like idea of, of, of way to do things with your swing. But really it comes back to the the firmer of a grasp and the understanding you have on the fundamentals, the better of a golfer you'll be. And putting grip tension is one of them. So if nothing else, if this episode helps bring your awareness to your own putting grip tension and helps you re-explore it and then have it be a part of a consistent part of your routine rather than just a, a variable that's that you're not aware of so it's outside of your control, you'll become a better putter for it.
1: Yeah, and I, I imagine you can practice this indoors on a carpet. 100%. And you could just pick a target. And if the target, if if you, you pick different putting grips, you know, the, the firm, loose, in between. and Yeah. Whatever's best for that target, whatever, whatever the performance ends up being, then that's the way to go. Um, one of the things I want to work on this offseason is putting. Um in here, this thing is great. We've got great role here, and we should put this more to play because we never ever. I mean, do you practice
0: putting? It's it's never. I practice, you know, in the off season, I practice a lot with my putt out.
1: Okay, so you do a little bit of the putt out at home, but I, I do. don't do any putting in the winter. It's like four months, five months. It's just on the shelf, yeah. and I have to rely on that feel just coming right back in April. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: but for, I mean. luckily for you, it often does come. The putting is one of the areas yeah. where you are mm-hmm. strong. But no matter how good of a strong of a putter you are, you, you can always be better. Hundred yeah, percent. Look at Tiger Woods. How much can time he puts into into practicing putting? And notice
1: when when he stinks and doesn't make a cut, it's why
0: putting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's where again I think that that. Just being aware of it, understanding, and then go, like going back to what you're saying, yes, you don't need to necessarily do this out on a professional putting surface. Just by doing that, that same um, drill that we talked about, you can do it on your carpet. You're not going to get as true of a roll, but by doing that, you're still going to realize at which point the grip is too loose or too tight that you can't put a good stroke on the ball, and then you can find that middle ground. And, right. and, and once you get there, make that your home base. Make it part of your practice routine that you practice with that grip tension, and then make it part of your pre-shot routine that every once in a while, especially in pressure situations, you check in on your putting grip tension and bring yourself back to that home base. Makes sense. And if you can do that, Mm -hmm. not going to say you're going to hold every putt, (laughs) but you're going to be a better putter for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, so that's everything we have for you guys this week. Um, you can get to the show notes by going to golffist.com slash episode 354. And like I said, I don't. thanks as always for, for listening. If you guys haven't already done so, if you take a second to leave a review, wherever you listen to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast, if you could drop us a quick review, uh, it would be a nice little end of the year gift to us because yeah. it really does help it helps us to bring the show to new audiences by growing the awareness of the show but it also the feedback helps us understand more of what we can do with the show for you guys to give you more of what what helps so drop that feedback let us know and like i said get to the show notes by going to golf episode 354 or as always in the golf city app and we'll see everybody again next week